0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Welcome in 2023 season finale of the Cardinals Insider Podcast as the calendar turns to September we have saved uh, the best for last this year. No disrespect to our other guests, but Joe, Larry, and I are very fond of the man sitting down in the studio. It's the Wizard of Oz, Ozzy Smith. Oz, uh, thanks so much for making the time. This is fun for us because we get the alumni in here. I know most of them a little bit. You guys know most of them a lot but all three of us get to work with Ozzie, so this is fun to talk a little baseball, and uh, we're right off Cardinals Hall of Fame weekend for context, too, for everybody, so that was a whole lot of fun, great weekend. Uh, Max Lanier going in, Jose Okendo, and you seem to really enjoy seeing Jose go in, Ozzie.
2: Well, before before we say that, you know, we're sitting next to two of the guys that that make it so pleasurable for us as alumni to come to here, come to this ballpark every day, and... I don't know if they get enough credit for all the work that they do and making sure that the alumni is taken care of and i just you know i i think that it's important that we we recognize how important they are to uh, to the organization uh, as the people to hit up the alumni they make it very easy for us thanks Oz. Larry, yeah, you're, i know we give you, you, guys a, you guys yeah. a check later yeah i am we and, give you guys a hard time but uh, and,
0: and we're two guys who grew up not as little yeah. kids but uh, who grew up through our formative baseball. Yeah fan years uh as Ozzy's big fan and we just like you we get to work with him so yeah we get to pinch ourselves to
3: actually be able to work with Ozzy after growing up and calling you a hero uh yeah. it, you it know sometimes a, your heroes a... don't fulfill and, <laughs> and uh this this man has fulfilled
2: well yeah we have a lot of fun and and stuff and i think you know part of what we uh part of how you determine you know how your relationship is 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 how you can joke with people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've all gotten to a point now where uh, we can pretty much say anything to, <laughs> to each other and, and understand it and, and, and have a big laugh with it. And it's, it's what makes coming down here so much fun. This guy has no problem with that. Oh no, he doesn't have a no.
3: problem. The fact that I can call you the gizzard now instead of the wizard. Right. <laughs> going back to that ninety-six video shoot that you and Willie did together, which yeah. is one of the greatest of all time. We
2: actually talked about that uh, yesterday. Uh, Tony DeRusso says, "Hey, he said I got to tell you guys. He said that was one of the best things that that ever happened. But there was a lot of reluctance to uh, playing that because I think that they had apprehensions as to how people would w- would receive it." But Willie and I had a great time uh, doing that, and that was all improvised.
3: That was great. Yeah. It never gets old. It either. was. Uh,
2: it was Henry and uh, Henry and. Uh, uh, Z- Fred no it was uh, Henry and Walter Walter okay, yeah that's right. Henry and Walter <laughs> oh my gosh but if, you know I think they played in the clubhouse and nobody even knew that, yeah, that was Willie and your I teammates or, had, no idea, they right? had no idea so
3: right. anybody that doesn't know the what we're talking about here look up baseball like it ought to be back in 1996 <laughs> with Willie and Ozzy it's great in the barbershop yeah the we field. were so two fantastic. old
2: guys in the barbershop talking about the, the Cardinals
1: and you guys still have a lot of fun. I was marveling even this weekend. I mean, you you two find each other like magnets, and yeah. I, we're in the clubhouse. You guys are are shaking hands with the current roster, which is one of the cool things we hadn't got to yeah. do. In, before uh, since COVID, yeah. got to do it this year. But you and Willie always find each other. He was there, quick change artist in his suit before okay. he puts back the <laughs> uniform. Superman. Um, <laughs> what what is it that clicked with you guys back in the '80s, and you're still fast friends? Well,
2: let me say this here. I, I think it's it wasn't just uh, Willie and I. It, ours was special because he we, he lived he came and lived with us. We came over at the same time in '82. But I think it's with all the guys. You know, we enjoy being around each other every day. And that's what you miss the most when you, when, when you retire. Mm-hmm. You don't miss the competition because you find other things to compete in. But it's the camaraderie that you develop with the guys that last a lifetime because you spend so much time together. And uh, it's, there's, there's nothing better for the soul than laughter. And so we can look back now at some of the the funny things that happened along the way and there were a lot because you know i got to play here for 15 years and i think willie was here six 15 16 years Mm -hmm. um so there were a lot of laughs along the way and we have a chance to reminisce about those things and um we we, all of us that grew up in that era you know we 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 have a chance to laugh together and there's nothing greater than than laughter Mm
3: -hmm. that's one of my favorite things at fantasy camp is Ozzie will kind of assemble, and then the guys will attract to him, and then you just hear the howling <laughs> and, and the laughter coming from wherever that location is. But when you think it, about some of the teammates you had over I the years, how could you not laugh? And, of course, you got you, you, personally made Joaquin Andar one of your subjects well, back yeah,
2: in the day. Yeah. I, I used to have to keep Joaquin in line, you know, so I had this surgical tubing that uh, I used to beat him with, basically. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the way it was. When, when he got out of line, I was the guy that they said, hey, he needs a whipping. So uh, I'd have to whip him back in the line. Uh, funny story about Vince. You know, uh, we had a we had a bad series one time, and um, you know, Vince was very loud and, and, and stuff. His laughter was loud, too. So we were on the bus. We were leaving, we had just lost. And Vince was in the back, uh, laughing. And some of the guys took offense to us. So Whitey says to me, he said, can you go back there and tell Vince to be quiet? i said uh, okay so i go back there and i go vince you know some of the guys you know still upset he looked at me and he goes okay but it was a mistake before it got to me <laughs> 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 so so we we look back on times like that and 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 reminisce about some of the some of the good some of the bad things that that happened along the way and um it's 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 just the best you know I think we played in the best of
1: times mm-hmm uh joaquin you guys played a little prank on him one time with his his pants and a waistband it was kind of a, a oh, particularly yeah, ch- well, deep cut, t- well well thought out <laughs> prank that really a, a lot of building went into it yeah, sounds like
2: yeah well we changed the numbers in the pants a little bit you know
1: buddy bates, had
3: <laughs> a buddy bates clubhouse out. people had a yeah. had a
2: hand in that too you know and making making sure that mentally he was where he needed to be you know and uh we took a pair of pants and changed the numbers in there, so he he never knew. <laughs> I don't know if he 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 probably didn't know. Uh, he probably never figured it out. I mean,
3: those things were extra tight. They were tight. Yeah, yeah.
2: He, you know, he looked like with the his leg kick and follow through. His so heart. It's he, imagine he, he didn't blow out of them. It's. A, <laughs> it, <is. laughs> it was fun, but he was. This was probably one of the only organizations that that could re- deal with all of his antics and everything. Um, Whitey was perfect for him, wasn't he? He was. He was pr- perfect. And I think that Hub Kittle explained to Whitey before he got here what he had to do. And the only thing that, that I think that, that that Whitey figured out, and Whitey was good at this, he figured out right away what it was that Joaquin needed. And he just needed to know that he was going to get the ball every fifth day. And And sometimes... That becomes complicated for other people to understand, mm-hmm. that to to figure that that one thing out, and that was it. You know, when he went out to get him, you know, uh, he was always fighting, not coming out of the ball game because you know I'm tough. I'm a tough Dominican. We know you're a tough Dominican, but it ain't going so good right now, you know. But but Whitey knew how to come out and say, hey hey, look here, you're gonna get the ball and and you're gonna pitch against so and so in in five days, and he go, okay, Whitey, okay okay,
1: and hey, away he went. We were talking about fantasy camp. One of the things mm-hmm. I really <laughs> – Joe's laughing. You just because laugh when you say up. Fantasy, Bring up fantasy camp. Yeah. You know, one of the things I admire about you a lot, Ozzy, is your ability just to approach people in that setting or when we do something with Insider and just understanding the platform you have and really enjoying interacting with those fans. What's it like for you when you get down to Florida and, uh, you know, you're just shaking somebody's hand, but it's making their month. That's got to be pretty fun and rewarding.
2: Well, I'll tell you – Brett, you know, one of the things that, I, that I've always tried to do and always try to stress to the guys is that people just want to feel apart. I think that's what makes this place so special. You know, people want to feel apart, And if it's going to be the only chance that people have to meet me, I want that to be a pleasant experience. I don't want to walk away from there and people say, you know what, I met him, but, boy, that was terrible. You know, that, that, that happened one time. Now, I've always signed autographs and stuff. I've always stayed a little, little extra when we used to park in the back all the time. I always stayed an extra 10, 15 minutes. And then one day you read where, well, you know, I asked for an autograph and he didn't give me an autograph. And I thought that was so unfair, you know, because mm-hmm. if there was one player that spent a lot of time, a lot of extra time at, at the expense of my family, you know, my kids always saying, come on, dad, let's go, you know, let's let's go. I was one of those players that, that spent a lot of that time, you know. And and there, there probably were times when people came up late but at some point in time, you gotta go. But I've always, uh, I've always took um, um, took it to heart that it, it we play in a in a, we're in a business where we can uh, create memories for people that last a lifetime. And I've never taken that for granted. And I know that spending that little time with with that fan can have an impact on them for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. You know. So in knowing that. Um, Yes, I do spend a little extra time getting to know somebody, or being able to say, "Hey, let me walk over here and say hi to this person here," um, and 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 that mean, means a lot to me, you know, because I know that that's a real blessing to have the ability to touch people's lives in that way, and knowing that it's something that they'll be able to pass on to their to their grandkids, and um, and it's it's something that stays is generational that that stays with them, that they continue to pass along, and I think that's what makes uh, the Cardinal Nation so special.
3: That's one of my favorite things that you say is we're in the business of creating memories that last for a lifetime. The the Hall of Fame has a 17-minute video now that mm-hmm. they host that, that they show in their grandstand theater. I think it's about mm-hmm. three years old now, and you you speak to that in okay. that video. How special is it? You're the face of the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. There's no argument on that. How special is it, though, for you to be so engaged with the National Baseball Hall of Fame and what they're doing in Cooperstown? You're a board member with mm-hmm. the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Just speak to that relationship. Well,
2: you know, here again, it it just I I think it's a continuation of what this organization is about, um, and representing not only myself but the organization as well. And and the Cardinal organization has always been uh, one of the best in baseball, from top to bottom. Uh, the class that the organization has always just, uh, demonstrated is has, has always been important to me. And, you know, getting the opportunity to come over here and play uh, from 82 to 96 was, you know, it's the highlight of my life, you know. So um, anytime that I'm out there, people look at me not just as a as a baseball player but as a Cardinal baseball player. And um, I wore the birds on the bat um very, very proudly, and, and I represent the organization very proudly. Mm. For sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What um, Cooperstown, I, I got to go for the first time in July. It is unbelievable, and these guys told me you're going to love it, especially mm-hmm. as somebody who likes the history of the game. Mm-hmm. What would you tell people about Cooperstown? Because I've had a hard time, honestly, guys, like wrapping my head around what it is. It just is magical.
2: What it, You know what it is, Brett? It's a it's a throwback it's it's Mayberry it is it's um it's 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 Americana it's part of it has never changed you know when you look at that town it's it's what we grew up on it's it's all of the magic that that we saw or we imagined as kids you know you go there and you can see Babe Ruth's bat or um May's shoes uh Aaron's bad. I mean, it's all right, right there under under one roof, and the history of the game and all of the big moments. You know, from the broadcast. You know, from hearing Jack Buck to to uh, Harry uh, um, Harry Carey to to all of the great announcers, Vin Scully. Um, it's all there under one roof. And if you're a baseball fan, you get, and you have the ability, you've got to make that trek at least once. It's not an easy trek. It, it's not easy to get to, as it shouldn't be. As the big leagues, it's not easy mm-hmm. to get to. So I I think that's kind of a kind of a metaphor there, mm. that you know it's it's it, it wasn't easy getting to the big leagues and 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 staying. It's not easy getting to Cooperstown. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that's what makes it so special there are no fast food places in the in the little town there on main street and when you're going down main street you if you didn't know you probably passed the hall of fame because it's it's just that it's just that natural a thing that 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 just kind of sits there as a storefront Hmm. and then (laughs) as much as you have that honor
0: of being a hall of famer you've got that camaraderie and that brotherhood with the other hall of famers you were doing your event Mm -hmm. uh, on double day field there of course you grew up with eddie murray but he was part of that and and dave winfield Mm -hmm. was part of that as well and all of that other time that you get together throughout that weekend what is that like after you are past the amazing honor of it and you've Mm -hmm. made it to the hall of fame to have that family reunion with all of those guys
2: what's well, that camaraderie here again that 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 keeps coming up and you know when you have the chance to play with and against um, some of the games great you know I've had Andre Don, I've had them all you know basically come out and of course Cal is, has done it the only one that, I, that that that's new in the Hall of Fame but because of COVID it hasn't allowed is, is Derek Jeter but most of the guys have come out and um, they enjoy the one-on-one with the fans which is which is our connection it gives fans from all the different ballparks all the different cities to 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 interact one-on-one with their favorite players and I I deem that always I've always deemed that important to to maintain that connection you know so when I ask guys to come out and be a part of it they go oh yeah I'll I'll, I'll do it you know and most of the guys you find are very, like Eddie you know mm-hmm. People look at Eddie and they go, oh, boy, Eddie Murray's a tough guy because of the way he's been portrayed in the press. But he's something one of the, one of the nicest guys I've ever spoken to. And, oh and, lo- and, he, and he loves yeah. the interaction with the people. And uh, I know that. Uh, I know that there are a lot of guys. Dave Dave Winfield was another who had never really done it. It's, I mean, they, they love it. And they're able to talk talk baseball at a level where people can understand it. And the great thing about that is that we're all we all talk baseball because we love it. It's the love of the game and uh, and to give them the opportunity to do that is always it's been very special
0: and I was noticing uh, mentioned this before we started uh, with our Hall of Fame weekend we just had here with the Cardinals Hall of Fame and we had our Cardinals Hall of Famers in a, in a suite. It was neat to walk in and check on that and just notice that over there in the corner, you and, and Ted Simmons spent, I think, half the game, just the two of you, and without hearing any of it, could just tell this deep baseball conversation that was going on for the whole game.
2: Yeah, we were, well, you know, we basically talked about the changes that are going on in the game, and people were interested in all of the changes that are going on, what's good, what's bad. Um, you know, we're certainly in a in a different time as far as Analytics are concerned, and analytics kind of drive the game now. But the basics of the game has remained the same. You got to catch it, you got to throw it, you got to hit, it, and you got to run. Mm-hmm. And the teams that do that on a consistent basis are your teams that are going to win. Um, the clock, we think the clock is a great idea because it speeds the game up. The only thing that the from a base, when we talk about bases, the only base that I would have changed would have been first base. I would have made first you can make first base bigger toward the line which gives a guy more of a straight line to run but I don't know if making the other bases bigger is gonna make a guy steal more bases. Could be, either you can run or you can't. So um, and, and those are some of the things that we talked about you know whether or not um, you know that they make a a, a big difference. Still got to pitch. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care I don't care who you are. You, it doesn't Nothing happens until that guy releases that ball you know so that's where it starts you know you got to have good pitching and um guys who hopefully can catch it yeah. we have a couple guys on this team here who are very adept at that i think the core of this team is very solid um but now you just got to build around that
3: it's amazing to see how pitching has changed mm-hmm. in the recent era yeah as far as how far starters go go how much clubs are relying on their bullpen it was interesting I talked to David Eckstein about when when Albert hit that home run in game five of the 05 NLCS that just silenced Houston, and we win that game, we come back, we're still down 3-2, but everybody thought in that clubhouse that he said, we're going to win the World Series. That's it. We're going to win the next two and go to the World Series. That's it. But he said, and and David was leading off, he said, once I faced Roy Oswalt in my first at-bat, he's like, oh, my gosh we're in for it tonight and to have that kind of starter like we've had over the year uh, mm-hmm. like you had with mm-hmm. Tudor and Coxie and Andahar right. over the years and now we've had we've seen here with uh, Wayne Wright and Carpenter um there's something to be said for having that shutdown guy oh yeah who, who will step out for she you had that in for she oh, no.
2: but you just knew that's we're, tonight, we're gonna win tonight. You, you know you know it, it's it, it's a confidence builder when you know that the guys that, that are torn the slab that night, are going to give you everything. They're going to give you a chance to win. Yeah. You know, even if if the other team scores, you know that they have the ability to shut it down, and quick. And you always hear this saying that if you're going to get a good pitcher, you got to get him early, because once a guy settles in, you know. Um, and and I certainly had that with Forish and Andujar and. And those guys and, you know, I, I wish I'd had the opportunity to play with people like Gibson, uh, Chris yeah. Carpenter, um, you know, because they give you the, the best chance to win. And they, as a player, as a defensive player, playing behind guys like that creates so much more um, confidence as well, you know, because they're going to they know how to get a ground ball when they need a ground ball. Mm-hmm. And as a defensive player, I want the ball. You know, so you put those two things together, and great things can happen. And uh, I certainly had that with uh, with Forshee, Tudor, and Andohar.
1: You just mentioned Bob, and uh, you guys, I don't, uh, people may know, but you guys were really close. Yeah. Even though Gibby, yeah. he was done here, you know, six, seven years before you showed up, um, what is it that drew you to him, and, and you think vice versa drew him to you?
2: Well, you know, I think it's the, our competitive natures. You know we're all very very competitive and we wanted to be the best at what we did and to me the evaluation of a player is not by how he performs when things are going well it's how he performs when things aren't going well you know Everybody else can be slumping, but my goal is to. When everybody else is slumping, is that when we we gotta rise, you know, to, to steady the ship, you know. And when you think about the Gibsons and the Brocks and all of the great, um, all the great players, they were also steadiers. Mm-hmm. That when things were going bad with other people, you know, they were still doing their thing to keep you close, yeah. because that's what it boils down to: staying close. If you if you stay close, you got a chance. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, from a pitching standpoint, if a guy can, 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 can give you that, that steadying when you've lost two or three in a row and your you hand carpenter the ball, your hand Gibson the ball, your hand force the ball, and the heart, you know that you're going to have a chance. And I think that if, if you can put together two or three guys in your staff that's going to give you a better than 50% chance of winning, you can go a long way. Ozzie and
3: Gibby are also in the Hall of Fame of needling people. They, oh. they, are two, they you, you two are two of the two of the best at just getting <laughs> getting guys quick too.
2: Uh, no, it's <laughs> it's one of those things that, that we enjoyed. I didn't get a chance to play with Gibby, but you know, great personality. Here's another person that's misread. Oh, totally. You know, 100%. I, I, I think there are a lot of people that are misread. And you know, you hear all these stories about how mean he was. I I say that there's there's I think there's four guys I say Eddie Murray, Bob Gibson andre dawson um and there's one other I think their facial expressions is a defensive mechanism, mm-hmm. but once you're able to get by that that mechanism, you find some very entertaining very uh caring and yeah. and 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 good-hearted people. Mm -hmm. And Gibson certainly was one of those people, um, you know, that that loved what he did Mm -hmm. and loved performing and understood the importance. You know, what a lot of people don't understand is that winning is much more than making a great play, getting a big hit. It's about being there for your team psychologically, Bob Gibson out there at 50% is probably going to be better than somebody else at 100. Ozzie Smith out there at at, at at 45, 50% is going to be better psychologically for his team than somebody else at 100. And once you understand that, you realize that you know you can change the way the other team is thinking just by the the presence, and that's why it's important sometimes to not even let people know that somebody's hurt or, or, or in, in the lineup, because your presence in the lineup um, kind of sets a tone for not not only the opposite but for your team as well. Mm. That's Dick,
3: it. Yeah, it's incredible because I can't even think of another player in the game right now at the shortstop position that I can envision being successful at the age of forty-two than you were in well, 1996. <laughs> I mean,
2: that's the reality. It's, well, you know, I think that we all, our goal is to prove that you can play beyond 42. We're not all given the opportunity to, to do it um, because in baseball, once you reach the age of 30, 35, yeah. that, that's how you start getting introduced, 35-year-old, 36-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but our goal, or players from my generation, who, by the way, were not one-dimensional. Our goal was to be as multidimensional as we could be. Today, you can be uh, one-dimensional and and be considered a success. But for us, it was about being able to play on both sides of the ball and being able to have an impact on both sides of the ball. And uh, and I'm not sure that that's, to me, is where the game has changed a little bit, too. Um, But I've always prided myself on... On playing and being not only playing but still being effective beyond the age of 40 and for some of the guys that have been given that opportunity they've proven now you take football for instance Tom Brady is given mm. the opportunity yeah. if you're given the opportunity um, and, and I'm not saying that you do it you, you, you certainly can't do at 42 or 43 what you did at 23 or 32 sure but you can still be very effective uh, at what you do and uh, my goal was to to prove that you can play beyond 40 and at, when you reach the age of 40 it's not about going out there and playing 162 games you can't play that you can't do that but but hopefully from that standpoint uh, mentally you're at a point to where you're a lot smarter than you were 10 years before so you let that experience and stuff take over and be a part of, of, of helping a team be successful
1: What did it take physically to do that in 96? Because I got a whole new appreciation. We hear guys say, as I get older, i got to put different work in. But last year, we saw it with Albert. I know I saw it, particularly one weekend in Atlanta in July. I remember him coming out of the cage and just looked like he'd been playing pickup basketball or taking a shower. He'd be in there. You know, the first bus would show up, he'd have been there already hitting. I just can't imagine to perform at that level what he did last year, what you did in the, the mid 90s, has to be a lot of work.
2: <laughs> well, it is. I mean, that's, that's what it is, but that's what you pride yourself on. You know that when you go into battle, you want to be operating in your subconscious mind. You want it to be, you want to have it down so, so much that, hey, it's, that's easy. The hard work has been done. And for all the great ones, like Albert, you know, that doesn't just happen. Mm. All your great ones put in the time and the effort. It's the stuff that you do before you go out there. It's the stuff that you do in the off season that makes that season great or allows that season to be great. And you do that year in and you do that year out until until the end. And for me, it was always about going this way. I didn't know exactly where I was going to end, but I, w- I was always reaching this way. I didn't want to go back. You know, so you're you're always climbing, you're climbing. You don't know where that you don't know where it's going to end, but you're going this way. Now, that can be a point better than it was last year. If you hit 330 last year, then you want to hit 331 this year or, or uh, defensively, so, some number better than it was last year. And I think it's that mentality that allows you to play at a level of uh, the, the level of consistency, and I think that that's the thing that separates the good from the average and the good from the great is the degree of consistency with which you do what it is you do. And all of the greats that are play here and all the guys that wear the red jackets are guys that understood that, guys that always had great work ethics. You know, you gotta, you gotta put in the time. And the thing that I always leave, try and leave with kids is that you're only gonna get out of something what you put in. If you don't put anything in, you shouldn't expect anything in return, and that's life. Mm. And so, you know, with with that philosophy and, and that approach each and every day, I was good at what I did, but I worked every day. I did something every day that allowed me to maintain what it was that I was doing. I hear the word expert. There's no to me there's no such thing as expert because you learn something different every day. I played for nineteen years and I I didn't I didn't know everything. I you know, yes, I, I, I had an understanding of what it was that I was trying to do, but there's no such thing as an expert because there's something to be learned every day. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned
0: the red jackets and mm-hmm. you were part of that brotherhood as well here mm-hmm. in Saint Louis, whether you're Cooperstown or Cardinals Hall of Famer and not just uh, starting a couple of years ago, but more so even in the last year, it's been kind of a rough time mm-hmm. that we've lost oh, yeah. uh, a number of those players. Uh, you know, Mike Shannon and Bruce Coolous. and Tim McCarver, um, and you've been part of that group for for quite a while now, and mm-hmm. have had to go through losing some of the people you are close to.
2: Yeah, it's I, I mean it, it, it's tough when you look at the Hall of Fame, for instance. You know, we had so many Cardinal Hall of Famers, and we lost in the span of you know six or seven months you know we lose Lou and bob and and then tim and red and yeah, yeah it's just uh it, it, it's a big loss it's 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 nice to see that we're kind of getting it back with, with scott Rowland now being yeah. a member and of course teddy uh coming on board um it, it'll probably be a while yet before we we get some more with with yachty and and, and albert um,
3: We've already circled twenty w- twenty eight. Yeah, we cir- <laughs> yeah we got that we got that circled.
2: But uh, it's nice when when the organization is represented so well by so many players, and I think it just speaks to the professionalism, to the um, the level and quality of play that uh, that these guys were able to bring uh, day in and day out. And you know, you don't make it uh, to the Hall of Fame just being a one dimensional player. And these guys were able to. To put it all together,
3: I think one of my favorite moments from this Hall of Fame weekend here in St. Louis was that we do a we did a private dinner on Saturday night mm-hmm. for the Hall of Famers and their guests, and Albert was there mm-hmm. uh, as Jose Okendo's right. guest, and obviously o- Jose had a huge impact on on Albert's career, especially defensively. Um, but Albert, in your presence, it, it always makes me smile because of how much a big fan of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he loves you; his oh, yeah. kids love you. i mean, used to see that kind of play out i mean that's it just generationally have the connection there um yeah. it's, just it's really what cool makes to it see. special
2: it's what makes it special here and 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 you know i i don't want to say greatness attracts i i think people that work hard and have an understanding of what it takes to 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 do what we do day in and day out and you know for what albert was able to do and you know i'm, I'm gonna digress here a little bit and, and talk about last year with with albert you know people talk about the 700 home runs and and stuff but and, and he was chasing that and that was real but a lot of the home runs he hit they meant something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they it 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 meant something you know if he wasn't hitting it out of the ballpark he was getting that big hit that you needed to um that you needed to to help your team win this guy was a winner from from day from day one you know from the f- first day to the last day yeah. mm-hmm. and i think that that's what's uh ingratiated him to the to, to, to this place and that's why there's still such a tie you know he has a working relationship with the angels but i think you know this is my own uh, in, in interpretation I, I think he his heart is here and uh that
1: that's that's pretty special the city's heart is definitely for him. That's for yeah, sure. That's that for was, sure, yeah. I, I think, all of us expected it to be special last year. But then to watch it play out in oh, yeah. the second half, he had. I mean, that was he was the National <laughs> League MVP in the second. Yeah, half, the season, f- it was amazing. I, yeah. I mean, it was it,
2: that was it, that was a phenomenal display of what being prepared means, you know, and and all of the hard work just put in, and I think that you know as we went into last year. He put himself in a position where where the club he had to he had to play every day. Yeah. You know, I think the idea was that well, you're just gonna DH and pinch hit. But because of his work ethic and his 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 professionalism, man, it he just it just demanded that, hey, you know, I'm demanding this time. And uh, it was fun to watch.
3: It was amazing to see how the All Star game and the home run derby revived him. I think it was yeah. like my seeing his peers
2: mm-hmm.
3: come over to him and say, you know, you're the man. I mean, let it's me, almost like let me an say this here.
2: Yeah, let me say this here. You know, you can talk about all them young cats you want. He, for what he was able to do, was as good as anybody out, anybody out there, the man.
3: Second half of the season, Chill. one player had a better OPS than him at all of Major League Baseball, and that was Aaron Judge, Judge. who was chasing 62. 60. Think about that mm-hmm. in his last season. I mean – you cannot imagine a better finish to a career. It was, it was just, uh,
2: it, it was amazing to watch, and and you know, in in, in moving forward here, uh, you know, watching Shohei Otani, you know what he's been able oh. to do now is, uh, it's, it's I don't know if people really understand what he's been able to accomplish, you know, and here again, multidimensional, a multidimensional player who uh, who brings a lot to. To baseball,
3: And you were talking about how eras and how things change in the game. There's a lot of things that shouldn't change James. in the game that haven't. But Dave Winfield, yeah. we got a glimpse at Doubleday Field with your turn two mm-hmm. with Aussie event, and Dave was hosting mm-hmm. one of the bases. And he specifically spoke to the fact that he wished he had the opportunity that Shohei had because Dave was a top-of-the-line mm-hmm. pitcher through his junior year in college, never allowed to hit in college because – right. Back then no, you're not you're not doing both of these. You're He's doing one or one the other. Mm-hmm. And he got to play on a summer team, toured that summer before his senior year and put up some amazing given, offensive numbers. Given and the show, opp- showed his college yeah, coach. Given
2: the opportunity. Yes. And and that's really what, what, what guys are saying. And and, and and here let's go back again. We're all over the board here, but let's go back again. Gibson yeah. played with the oh Globetrotters yeah. And yeah. Creighton and, yeah. and played and college Creighton, basketball at Creighton. And uh there are only two players that had a chance to play uh, you know who the other player was that played with mm-hmm. the globe Chargers? Fergie jenkins hmm. right really? you, oh, so, you know so you know it the guys are when you're a great athlete it means that you can do something else you don't you may not do it to the level of a dr j or a Michael Jordan, but you can do it and be successful and we have in our generation of players they um if given the opportunity could proven that they could have done a lot more than just, just play baseball.
1: Mm. Speaking of tremendous athletes, uh, we're kind of running up against time, but I don't want to let this go by without mentioning Nolan Arenado. Mm-hmm. He, you are a big fan of him. Mm-hmm. He is a tremendous fan of yours, too. I'm sure people read the coverage at Spring Training. You and Nolan did something for our show. Mike Claiborne was a part of that. Mike did a great job. Um, you guys really have a nice rapport, and and certainly defenders on the left side that are elite not just in Cardinal history but all time baseball history? What is it that you like when you come to the ballpark about watching Nolan Arenado?
2: Well, I I know that we're seeing something that's truly unique, um, and we've been very fortunate here that you know we've we've had a chance to see Scott Rowland, who was one of the best, and now Nolan Arenado. Um, you know that you're looking at something special each and every day when when. when when you come to the ballpark, you know that you could, there's a chance that you're gonna see something special. And it's the respect that I think that we have for knowing the work that it's taken to, to get to that point. Yeah, you can be blessed with a lot of talent, but it's more than just the talent alone. You gotta have the work ethic as well. And uh, by watching him, what he does every day, you realize that, hey, uh, you gotta work at that to be able to, to be that good. And it doesn't take it for granted.
1: And he is tremendous a lot of fun to watch yes this has been really fun we could do this for hours and hours so maybe a repeat visit at some point <laughs> Ozzy but uh, you guys uh, he's he's right and we say it all the time to you you do a great job but it doesn't work without great folks like Ozzy who can be the face of it and uh, same thing for our program Cardinals Insider we've been blessed 19 stations it's awesome but it doesn't go without you and the way that you do it and uh, the excellence that you bring so we uh, appreciate you Ozzy well we thank you so time. much
2: and uh, it's fun working with all you guys and that's what it's all about is being able to be around people that you enjoy being around and, and, and it's fun to work with and these guys here as I as I mentioned I can't say it enough the job that they do for the alumni and all of the requests and I know you know we become overbearing sometimes you know uh, <laughs> because we we have to be babysat and all that stuff and these guys
1: do a good job of that
3: well how fortunate are we in Cardinals Nation that we have the greatest of all time yeah.
1: thank sure. you Awesome. Well, this has been the uh, 2023 season of the Cardinals Insider Podcast. We might be back in the winter here and there. Maybe some uh, Adam Wainwright final weekend content or some transaction news over the winter. So be subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check us out, cardinals.com and on YouTube. For Larry Joe and the Wizard of Oz, my name is Brett McMillan. It's been fun all summer. We'll see you on April 1st, 2024 for the next Cardinals Insider Podcast.